gentlemen welcome to the very first episode of bible in wine time and i am your host professor claris today i would like to go ahead and introduce you to the channel as soon as i get to uh, the first page of my notes the purpose of this channel is to seek out truth using both exoteric and esoteric methods of study and thought to unveil the message of various religious texts namely the Bible, to share and seek, seek and share, share and seek, seek and share, uh, religious and conventional wisdom is applicable in daily living, and to drink and taste various kinds of wines and uh, give you my opinions on them. The methodology we'll be using to explore these topics will include, but is not limited to, exegesis, historical resources, personal interviews, deductive reasoning, hypothetical and rhetorical questions, circular logic and circular arguments, and of course, wine and wine glasses. So, before we move on, let me give you a few definitions. First, I'll start with circular reasoning and logic. Most often, it's recognized as a logical fallacy or a fallacy in reasoning. Often arguments based on circular reasoning are valid but pointless, unless it's a very large circle. In essence, the circular statement ends with the point it began with. Now, if you'd like to know, I got that definition from logicallyfallacious.com. I've also used dictionary.com and several other internet resources to find my definitions. One of my favorite resources for biblical definitions and <clears throat> verses would be BibleGateway.com, and I also like BibleHub.com. Anyway, that's enough hubbub about outside resources. Moving on to the next definition. The next word I'm defining is the word exoteric. This word essentially means something external or outside which means outside resources, <clears throat> like the ones I just named, will be used as part of an intellectual pursuit of truth. The next word is esoteric. This word is most often used in reference to secret or hidden knowledge revealed only to members or initiates of a group. Sometimes these things are quote-unquote hidden in plain sight. But without a certain kind of understanding or the quote-unquote key, to decipher the quote-unquote hidden knowledge, most people will completely miss what has been plainly presented to them. The next word I'm going to use is exegesis. Exegesis is the process of studying scriptures by learning... <clears throat> what did I write? Oh, by learning and studying with what resources you have available, the original languages of the Bible. 
or excuse me, that's the original languages the Bible was written in. And I would say the pursuit of truth, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding with this process is a very noble one. Are you catching my drift here? Anyway, moving on to the next two words. Noble. This word usually denotes distinguished persons or rank. It also refers to morals and mental character. There are more definitions depending on the context of the word, but that's enough on that one for now. The next word I would like to define for you is drift. According to dictionary.com, this word means a driving movement or force with regards to a ship. It's the component of the movement that is due to the force of wind and currents. Keep listening to find out why I've defined all these words. But for now, it's time for a little wisdom, or maybe a lot, and definitely some Bible. I suppose that depends on how you take it, though. Without further ado here, I would like to present some Bible verses, scriptural concepts, and some examples of things we'll be discussing. Number one, John 3, 16 and 17 in the Passion Translation reads, For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be a savior and rescue it. Many of us have heard this. <laughs> Excuse me. Many of us have heard this or read it, or we've been exposed in some form or another. But do we understand everything Jesus or Yeshua, that's his name in the Hebrew, based on current information, means? Hmm. Let's move on to another verse. Number two. First John 4, 7-8 in the voice says this. My loved ones, let us devote ourselves to loving one another. Love comes straight from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and truly knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Do you love? Have you experienced real love before? Do you really love other people? How can you know this? There are a few ways to find out, but I propose these two methods to start with. First, exegete the Greek words of these verses. Remember our definition for exegesis? This is where it applies. But especially exegete the word love. <clears throat> Biblehub.com, again, is a great free resource for this. Second, read 1 Corinthians 13. Are you willing? Are you brave? Will you seek the truth? All right, now it's time for a little bit of wine and my very first special guest, Dr. Patty Graham. Hello. <laughs> um, now, this is Bible and Wine time, and sometimes uh, <clears throat> people get a little bit uppity about uh, their alcohol and the wine. So we have a few verses we'd like to share. One that I would like to share is in Psalms 116, verse 13. And this is the Good News Translation. It says, 
I will bring a wine offering to the Lord to thank him for saving me. The next verse I would like to share. Whoa, where did it go? It's in Proverbs 9.2. I haven't written this one down, folks. Oh, here we go. There it is. Actually, I'm just starting with verse 1. Wisdom has built her house and made seven columns for it. She has had an animal killed for a feast, mixed spices in the wine, and set the table. She has sent her servant women to call out from the highest place in town. Come in, ignorant people, and to the foolish, she says, Come, eat my food, and drink the wine that I have mixed. Leave the company of ignorant people, and live. Follow the way of knowledge. I think if David brought a wine offering before the Lord, and wisdom says to drink wine, it's probably all right. What do you think, Dr. Graham? Certainly do think that it's all right. All right. Do you have anything to share based on what I've said right now or just before we get to the wine tasting? I do have a, another scripture well, that I'd like to share. Please go ahead and share with the listeners. It's uh, Psalm 104, 14 and 15 in the Passion Translation. Says, your compassion brings the earth's harvest, feeding the hungry. You cause the grass to grow for livestock, along with the fruit, grains, and vegetables to feed mankind. You provide sweet wine to gladden hearts. You give us daily bread to sustain life, giving us glowing health for our bodies. Hmm. Well, there you have it, folks. Wine. Bible and wine time. So now let's go ahead and talk about our wine of the day. I believe this is Stella Rosa from Stella Rosso, I think. Yes, it's an Italian sweet sparkling wine. Oh, yeah. And it looks like it won a gold medal winner award mm-hmm. at the uh, World Wine Championship for the uh, Beverage Tasting Institute. Hmm. Mm. Well, let's go ahead and taste the wine. All right, here it goes, folks. Mmm. It's kind of fruity, bubbly, a little creamy even. I taste a hint of strawberries and raspberries. It's got some fruits and different gra- yeah. Um, berries, yeah. Berry flavor. Light. It's not a heavy mm. wine. It's a light one to make our hearts glad. That's right. Well, it makes my uh, taste buds glad. So. Yeah. Well, I believe that's all for this show. Thank you, Dr. Graham, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, I'm Professor Claris. This has been Bible and Wine Time. I hope to see you next time. Have a blessed day. Yeah.